Welcome back to Memory Jogger on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Thank you everyone for listening as we jog our memories and run down our childhood dreams from the 80s and sometimes early 90s. I am one of your hosts, Jason, trying to avoid the mouse trap and trying not to get caught in the crossfire is my longtime friend and fellow host, Wyatt. How are you, sir? Doing well. We are having a a blast of a time going through our memory jogger podcast like uh like you just said it's episode 16 i can't believe we've made it yeah. this far but uh it has taken us a little bit longer in between like you say a couple uh I think a few podcasts before that this is unfortunately a hobby for us this is not our main bread and butter we are working on that at least i am behind the scenes um, trying to get a radio station going and who knows it'll be a, a half hour one hour podcast i don't know uh but <laughs> nonetheless we are here talking about card and board games from right. i won't say yesteryear because it feels like that sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah we uh we have been known to play some board games we've been known to play some card games over the years when we have gotten together at each other's houses and i remember playing them uh, as a kid and uh, we even bust them out every once in a while, even now, when we've got all those screens and video games at our fingertips. We try to shut them off and play a game once in a while. I don't know about you. I can't get anybody into it, but I need to lay down the law because uh, screen time is getting to be quite much of a ve- uh, a mayhem. What was yeah. that? Venom. <laughs> Basket <laughs> through my head. But uh, but yeah, we uh, I love me some card games. In fact, you know, Jason and I we went up to RetroCon last year, and although we did bring the Nintendo with us or our retro NES with us, we mm-hmm. still broke out hotels. We still broke out. Um, what else? We I don't think we did Spit, but I think we did uh, a couple other board games. Yeah. So it was yeah. fun. It was fun. Uh, payday, which we'll get into. Yeah. That was one of them. But yeah, we've got a, a ton of memories to throw out there tonight about our uh, board games and card games. I've even got a little mini stack over here of some that I still have and have collected have, over the years. I had to take pictures because I just, the amount that I have, I have no room in this freaking <laughs> office of mine. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to bring them in here. Uh, I'd have to do like I did gotcha. for my our uh, last podcast, which was the 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 memorabilia box i have to go out into the uh the big room here and (laughs) make a mess (laughs) well uh yeah we're gonna tease you a little bit with some stuff like that and then uh before we get into the show though i wanted to do what we've been trying to do is give some listener feedback and also uh i got one little icebreaker i wanted to throw at you before we get going but uh as far as feedback goes gerald space over on youtube he's been uh he usually comments on pretty much every video, which we really uh, appreciate on that. But uh, he said, as following up on our memory box treasures, he says, I love the odd things that we all hung on to. It's always going to seem so weird to me that no matter what part of the country we grew up in, that we all had so much in common. It blows my mind. And I think that is part of what we we try to do. You know, there's some regional and specific stuff that we uh, experience as kids growing up in central Pennsylvania. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that translated nationwide 
if you grew up in the 80s and well just think about like you were doing saving movie stubs or going to the local theme park whether it's hershey park for us local kind of area or someone out in you know illinois st louis that goes to six flags and whatever regional that's you know you save something from there so it's it's kind of cool that there are similarities that we all kept something relatively similar in our memorabilia boxes so that's that's really awesome yeah i'm glad i was kind of worried that wasn't going to translate too well uh into a podcast uh, and and that's why we're kind of pushing everybody to go over to youtube more Mm -hmm. for that show but uh, i'm glad that uh we did get some feedback that kind of translated you know to uh to some other people and then uh he uh gerospace also commented on our working in radio memory jogger he said uh, quote i love this the diagrams are really good to help explain what you were talking about and that crazy news broadcast was wonderful great job yet again guys so glad you enjoyed that one as well that was really fun that was uh, probably one of my favorites so far yeah I'm still still in love with my radio station chats. I I already got a couple other ones spring to mind. I don't. I'm not <laughs> trying not to make a third one because I think that's just ridiculous. But I still have th- things in my head going. Man, I we didn't talk about. Uh, uh, I want to talk about Myron Cope. I want to talk about the football. You know, the National Football League and the fun that we had there. Mm-hmm. Little things. I finally did. I keep it here. No, I thought I found my. I did find my my FCC license. Uh, I was going to show it and I thought I kept it out, but obviously I didn't. (laughs) Well, just so you know where my priorities are speaking of football right now, it was uh, a halftime of the Penn state, Ohio state game. So I I opted to join you podcast because dude, (laughs) growing up with Jason and it's still the same way because I, I, whenever he says anything on Facebook about sports, I know not to text or call him, but growing up, I would call him every now and then, you know, just chit chat and whatever else. And it was like, I'm sure it's just like my wife talking to me right any other time, but it's just it's like, Hey dude, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what's going on? Uh, just watch the uh, game. Uh, okay. And it, it took me like two or three phone calls to figure out. Yeah. The, I'll just catch you later or tomorrow at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get sucked into those, uh, those games, especially my teams. So, Hey, I'm uh, all for anything in PA, but that's about as much cheer as you get out of me. I'm not diehard enough to go watch it. I, I used to be into more it. into just about every sport, but I've backed off a lot, backed off on all the fantasy sports and all that. I was big into that for years, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get rid of all that and just watch the games I want to watch. And Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you say that. Um, not Here we are on our bunny trail, right? Um the funniest football show or game I watched, and it was probably the Steelers, dead a winner, and it was when you and I were in high school. Uh, it might have been that, the year after, but we were watching watching one of the football games. You wanted to watch it, and like dead a winner, they didn't call the game. It was just they're going to play no matter what. So you see mm-hmm. this one swatch of snowblower down the middle. That was it because that was all <laughs> you needed to see for the lines, and then. I thought it was a right. It was a comedy show for me because they tackle the dude, right? And then, then it would skid for like 20, 30 yards. I'm like, this is a right. This is a football game. This is what I want to <laughs> see. I like the comedy of, whoa. Not just, the, oh, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, I was having fun with that. <laughs> Football in the winter was always fun. I remember <laughs> I put this in my little memoir, but I'll share it here since we're talking about football in winter. Uh, we used to go outside a lot in the snow and throw the football around, pretend like we're playing or whatever, just me and the, the neighborhood kid. Well, one day I was out and uh, we had a good bit of snow. I'm in my full gear, my full snowsuit, you know, and I had a, uh, I had a Nerf football, had it for years. And I'd like to go out in my front yard and I would toss it up and kind of play catch to myself, pretend I'm the quarterback and throw it up high enough and then come under it, pretend I'm the wide receiver catching it, you know. Well, I had built this uh, pretty good sized snowman in my front yard. <laughs> and I, uh, I forgot it was there. And I threw a pass up. And I caught it and turned around, and, and the, the snowman pretty much tackled me. And there's. <laughs> There's nobody around, so I'm kind of laying there. I don't, I don't remember like being knocked out or anything, but you know, it was like snowman's gonna hurt if you run into it. Oh yeah. So, so I'm kind of there, and I, you know, nobody's around, so it wasn't really an embarrassing moment, other than, you know, I <laughs> just myself knowing. But uh, yeah, so I, I've always enjoyed football in the snow. That was just one time that didn't work out too well for me. I don't know how old I was. I, you know, maybe 10, 11 years old, something like that. It was still in Kerwinsville. But anyway, well, let's, uh, let's get past that. Let's go on to the icebreaker I wanted to talk about, which was, have you seen the new Bumblebee trailer? I have, and I saw it actually in the movie theater. I can't remember. It was for a kid's movie that we watched. Um, anyway, excuse me, but it was, I was impressed. I think I even texted you about it that that the new Bumblebee was the trailer was awesome. It was like they uh, I think I even said Michael Bay finally got one right, you know, something to that effect. <laughs> well, it, it makes they got sense it right. Now. Yeah. They got it right because he's not involved. <laughs> well, that's that explained it. I haven't been paying attention to like who does what. But man, I bet he was a little well, he got his money. What does he care? Yeah, he doesn't care. But yeah, I was really intrigued to start because you know he's the old uh what we call beeper the the volkswagen bug yeah and we got uh, a hint of starscream like chasing him mm-hmm. and then the the newest one have you seen the newest one where it's got like optimus and everybody else in it no okay you have to go watch that like as soon as we're done recording this you got to watch the new trailer because it shows i think it's primarily on cybertron it shows Optimus. It shows Soundwave and one of the cassettes coming out of him. I think it's Ravage. Nice. It shows like the old. You remember in the? It was in the early part of the Transformers when they're still on Cybertron, like Starscream and all of the jets were those like triangular shaped jets. Yes. Yes. You know it, what's funny? It I shows those. I haven't seen them for years, and I remember like Soundwave was a light post. Uh, that's the one I remember of all things. I remember him being a light post because he transforms to, you know, to camouflage himself. He's just a big old light post. I'm like, oh, okay, how do you go from a light post to a cassette player? I don't know. Um, yeah. But it was, that's, you know, man, I remember the triangle spaceship doohickeys thing. Yeah, yeah. That was in the trailer. Uh, Shockwave 
that has got the like the one eye, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's in there. Uh, it's and it's all the old school. I mean, you know, the more it's. I don't know if it's like updated, but it's pretty much all the G one characters in their original form, and they transform a little bit different when they're in the robot mode, like Bumblebee does. He's got that weird mask that comes down when he's in battle mode or whatever. Right. But for the most part, all the vehicles seem to match up and I'm just, I'm so excited to go watch. (laughs) And I, um, well, it comes out in Christmas. So I, you know, it's going to be easy to go out and watch it that weekend or, you know, I can't know if it's like before or after, I don't know where Christmas lands this year, but I know me and the boys are planning to go as soon as it comes out and, and check it out. And I'm just hoping that it it's supposed to be like an origin story, but I still hope that they, if they're doing another Transformers, that they build off of that versus trying to do another origin story or something different. I, I just yeah. hope that they, if it's truly going to live up to the hype of the G1 kind of universe, I hope they keep that intact and keep moving forward. And I hope people will turn out and go see it and make it popular enough to say, yes, this is our new direction. And yes, let's keep going with this. Yeah. Something so, finally makes sense. <laughs> right. And have you seen uh, Walmart is releasing some of the original toys? Like, no, I saw, um, well, I saw Sean Robert over at Brand in the '80s. He bought a Optimus truck. It doesn't transform, but it's the G1 cab over nice tractor, and I think it was like six bucks or something. He said, but I've also seen somebody post an actual set of Devastator that was like seventy six dollars or something, and I believe it transforms. It's like I basically a reproduction. Maybe I did see that one. Yeah, so it this is exciting. They're like releasing reproductions of all the original toys, I guess leading up to the new movie coming out. Nice. To get us Hooked. fans all crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I already, I already screwed up. I meant to go see uh, Transformers the movie this week. It came here. Oh, uh, I, I totally forgot. I was so pissed off when I remembered. Oh, I didn't I wanted I to go I see it. do it because I had it was one of these, my new work. I'm salaried. I have to work 40 hours, but they watch the clock. So I have to make sure I make 40 hours. Now I can cut and splice any which way I do. But, you know, if I yeah. skip out a couple of days, I'm working 10 hour, 12 hour days just to make up for it. And that's Tuesday was my day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to be able to yeah. watch it even if I wanted to. I saw people start posting uh, theater photos of, you know, waiting to watch it. And I was like, oh man, I'm so jealous. But, well, I got the yeah, Blu-ray, so and I got the VHS anyway, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I bought the. I think I just have the DVD, the remastered, the one yeah. that just came out. So anyway, so this is fun, man. We're gonna have some good Transformer stuff leading into the Christmas oh, season. Yes. Yes. So I'll be uh, I'll be putting a bunch of those on my Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a bigger house. Yeah. Or, or the, the Taco Bell dude, I gotta get a bigger box. <laughs> right, right. That's about my uh, my line lately because, well, as you know, I got that board, and I actually had to put my. I have like a two wheel mm-hmm. hand truck, 
I have no more space in the shed. So it's sitting out under the tarp in front of the truck. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the topic at hand, our yes. board games and card games we remember as kids. And let me just start off by saying, I guess, what is your earliest memory? Who did you play your board games with? Was it your family? I know you had a sister, so did you play some with your sister? Uh, was yeah. it, you know, friends? Was it, who was it? It was earliest was probably my parents. Uh, I remember playing board games with my mom, my sister. Uh, we started out, of course, with the child games. So, you know, shoots and ladders, Candyland. I want to say we learned chess as well. I want to say it was my granddad that taught me chess. Or, I'm sorry, checkers, mm-hmm. checkers. And we just kind of went from there. My dad really didn't play too many games with us. He was always busy with the truck. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play too much with him. My mom, she introduced me to, I think it was her that introduced me to, or a friend of ours introduced us to the Malborn as well. Mm-hmm. And then it would kind of just spitballed, I'll call it, you know, friends of school, our mutual friend, you, my cousins. We just started just playing whatever games. Not, um, kind of like i said it just kind of snowballed we just started picking up you know uno and the whole gamut i feel like of games so um mm-hmm. i played yahtzee with my i and it'll be in the in the pictures here as, as we go through i found i still found the yahtzee scorecards oh screw it i'll <laughs> do it now i don't know if you can see that very well Mm-hmm. But these are the original scorecards. Score, yeah, scorecards from Yahtzee. I still have the original game. You can see the little slip for the cup and whatever else. I only have two. I think the dice are in another box. But one of these, this one says "Mum, Mum." That's how what I called my my grandmother and Pap Pap. So they both played games with me at one point. And then my granddad was big into solitaire sit there he would sit there for days and hours just playing solitaire so he taught me how to play solitaire otherwise that was i guess really the family involvement i mean we played everything we you know like i said uno chess checkers my uncle was the one that taught me chess and he bought me a it's a question later on but um he bought me my first chess set and it happened to be a travel chess set oh yeah I have no idea where that's at now, but um, yeah, it was pretty cool. How about you? What What is your earliest memories of playing, whether it's board or card games? Yeah, my dad was uh, always big and very competitive, uh, liked to try to cheat, still does. <laughs> it, we've, we've played games for years. Uh, some of the ones that we played, even up through, like if I brought a, a, a sorry game and Put it out, you know, we would start playing instantly, you know, like now. So sorry was a big one with my dad. Connect four, remember playing that a lot uh with him. And then when I was over at my grandmother's, we would play checkers. She taught me how to play checkers, and we'd also play war with a deck of cards, which is just you know, the uh turn two cards over and which one is higher or lower. And oh, I you, forgot about that. You taught you, me that too. Yeah, you if you win, you keep the cards and whoever gets all the cards wins or I think you taught me that over your grams. I remember being at your grams, you taught me that and pinochle. 
I have no idea how to play Pinochle now, but I remember Pinochle. Pinochle. I don't remember playing that. But we did play a lot of War and then Checkers kind of back and forth. But uh, she had a little uh, cabinet that she kept him in, and I'd always go to there and, and pull him out. Wouldn't, wouldn't take too long. And Old Maid. We used to play Old Maid, too. That was a big one. Until the uh, old maid got like uh, ripped up and stuff from you know me throwing it around when I got stuck with it, <laughs> then it was kind of easy to find it. You know when you're picking somebody's card and oh that's that's the old maid right there. <laughs> so and go fish, we did do go fish too. So we liked the the card games when I visited her, and then there was yeah there was a those ones that pretty much have lasted over the years, Candyland. I remember playing that a lot as a kid and shoots and ladders. Those two are, are pretty much a staple still, you know, you can still find them today. Oh yeah. Changed a little bit, but same, same know, concept. Yeah. Different artwork. But uh, yeah, that was kind of my earlier experience with board games and card games. And then, yeah, it was just natural when I came over to your place or when we were over at our, Mutual friend's house there. He always had some great games, some mm-hmm. that we uh, wished we had that we'll get into here shortly, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, you wrote down a couple questions here. Yeah, one of them was, uh, did you play them at, at any time? But did you play card games, video games, or I'm sorry, video games, card or board games to fill boredom or perhaps just do it at parties or because you actually wanted to? To play them. Yeah, I mean, I well, obviously I was an only child, so it's hard to break out a board game. So I did play, you know, like Solitaire. And like I mentioned in the, the game show podcast that uh, I created the uh, Card, Card Sharks, Sharks <laughs> bonus round as a Solitaire to, to kind of pass the time. But there was a few games that I had. I don't know. They're, they're kind of... I don't even call them board games. One that I remember having, it was called Run Yourself Ragged. And it was this tabletop game that you had a marble. And it was like a maze that you kind of went through. And it had different little stations to where there was like two metal brackets that the marble would, you had to slide the marble down. And then there was like a uh, uh, these little steps and you had to shoot the marble up to the next step. And then you had uh, like this bridge that went down and up and you had to get it across the bridge. And there was a lot of little challenges and it was kind of a solitaire type, you know, one person playing the game. So some of those that were tabletop and you could do by yourself, I kind of gravitated towards those. And there were some that I just would get out and play around with too, you know, uh, Candyland or shoots and ladders, those kind of things. Uh, one I remember having was "Don't Break the Ice." Remember that one? There's, yes. the, yeah, there's. Yes, a, I just popped it up on mine. That's I wait, waited to for you to talk. I yeah, remember you playing this. Right. You taught me this. I completely did not know what this game was until you just started talking about it. But I, I remember trying this. I think I used to get pissed off about this little tunnel. Or maybe it was yeah. this guy. One of the two I got a little, a little pissed off about because I could never did get him out or in or yeah. whatever needed to happen. The uh well the uh the bridge on the right there that went up and down, that one was a little tricky. And then mm-hmm. the silver 
brackets there. That was tricky too. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, that was one. Like well, like I said, the other one was don't break the ice. If you remember oh, that no. one. I just, just put that just, in the table. Go we ahead. We recently had that uh with the kids and Adam used to love when he was like three years old, four years old, he loved to do it. But he would do it. I just you know how he we would never play the actual game. He'd just do it to beat it up. He right. had, I just get the one seated, bam. And he thought it was, you know, that was him. He was a riot because I, I'd exaggerate. I go, oh, not again. And he'd just, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It took longer to set up than to play pretty much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I remember, I remember dad and I playing. That was one that we played together. And he was so into it that, you know, he would take his little hammer and just tap, 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 tap. And just slowly get that ice to go down, you know. And the, but he would still do that too, you know. When there was like just one row left, <laughs> you oh, yeah. you pretty much lost the game. But he would still do it there, just and then try to put his hand up under the the bottom to hold the guy up, you know, <laughs> like he, he is out there on an island or something. Right. But yeah, that was a that was one I remember playing a lot of as a kid and being able to do that kind of on your own and or with. GI Joes or whatever you had, right? You can uh, mess around with. So, what about you? Did you kind of lean one way or the other on when you played the games? Sometimes it was out of boredom. Um, you know, you can only watch so much cartoons, or when mom says oh, enough TV. So then I would break out a game, usually with my sister. Sometimes I just did it to do it. You know, uh, one of the ones I remember doing was Ants in the Pants. Because that was relatively something you could do. Right there, it is. You mm-hmm. can kind of do that, and it, you know, you just fill the bucket up and dump it out and redo it again. A couple of the games, solitaire, when my dad or my granddad taught me about it. Yeah, I, I even play a couple board games, you know, by myself. Sorry, was kind of easy to do. Checkers, but you know, I, I honestly loved playing games, so it was okay, you know. Uh, TV goes off. Okay, that's not a big deal. I can play games. I love them. I still love it. Julie won't play with games with me. So it's, they sit here collecting dust in the closet. I need to, <laughs> I started to teach Adam shoots and ladders here not too long ago. And he would, he got all bent out of shape because I think, I think out of like 10 games, he, I won one. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even, you know, faking it. I was actually <laughs> legit trying. And, uh, he got all bent out of shape. That happened for like three or four times, and we, we diminished that for a while. But uh, so he takes after his mom because his mom is a sore loser when it comes to the games. That's why we don't play. So well, uh, I, uh, another one I remember just uh, before we move on is it was called Mister Pop. It was this face. This was a good one for just you know one person playing by themselves. But you, it was like this kind of dummy face, and you tipped his head back, and then you put on his eyes, nose, mouth, whatever. And it was like a timer involved. And I can't remember exactly the, the rules of the game, but I think you were trying to... There it is. Yeah, there it is. As I talk, you can see the, 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 at least the board, the box of it. Here's some of the pieces to it. Right, and I'm I'm trying to remember how it worked with the cards and 
maybe you're trying to build the face before the timer runs out or something. You get we're given a card and you got to pull out the pieces because it had like different pieces to create different faces. But it would the timer would pop and then the thing would go shooting at you. All of those little <laughs> pieces pieces of his face. It was kind of like uh, what was Part that one face? called? Perfection. You remember that one? Oh, where you had the the shapes. And you would push the tray down. You're trying to put the shapes in before the timer runs out, and then it all pops up at you, you know? That was a good one. I had uh, two of those games. I don't know how we got two. Oh, really? (laughs) We had two of those. Well, you mentioned about having some travel games. Yes. um, That was the other one. Uh, The question I had for you is, did Uh you ever get any or have any travel games? My uh, Maybe like uh, checkers or something. Not really. I remember having uh, a couple travel games um, just mainly when our kids were, uh, like Jackson was younger. We had like a travel game of Sorry, which was weird. But <laughs> most of the, most of my travel games were electronic. So the little uh, electronic football and baseball. And I had a little uh, handheld burger time that my cousin gave me when they visited and some of those little radio shack you know lcd type games that's what i mainly did on the road i had like i said my uncle gave me a backgammon game that was very much similar to this i had that for years and before all these pieces started like it all just like started to disintegrate <laughs> uh, I hope he didn't pay this price for it, the two thousand. Um, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, it was just a cheap thing. He probably picked up at Lightsingers or Ames, whatever the t- two. But then they, we had a. I don't know if you can see it very well. Sorry, mm-hmm. like this, a little magnetic checkers game, something like this. I think it was actually like this, but I had that too. That was my travel games. I didn't have much other travel games that. Mainly because it was it had to be magnetic. Otherwise, there was no sense of going on the car ride or going on the camping right. trip with that. But yeah, I got you. It was all fun. Yeah, yeah. I I think there was a few like that back then, but I don't. I was thinking maybe it was more later where they started to come out with the travel versions of the popular games. I could be wrong. They did. They had. Um, I just saw it here. They had Clue, Monopoly, Connect Four, Trouble, Battleship. I thought I saw another round of some too. But mm-hmm. yeah, they had Hasbro eventually, you know, entered into the scheme of, of doing some kind of travel magnetic games, you know, so that they could obviously make yeah. money at it. I guess that leads us into kind of just going back and forth what games we had or remember playing. Yeah. Uh, back in you know, back in the day. Or even still today. (laughs) Right. Well, I've got a couple I can show you. This one I remember having as a kid. This is the Pac-Man card game. And it was basically like a math game where you had these cards. You get a board that was kind of like this. Where you have uh, the number cards... On either side, and then you have the picture cards in the middle, which are the ghosts. Well, the ghosts and Pac-Man. And those would tell you whether you're going to subtract 
add or multiply. Oh, wow. I don't think there was a divide one. And then the number cards were just kind of, I think they were mostly like, yeah, they were 0, 1, 5, and 10. So you were trying to get, you know, the 10s on either side and then get a plus or a times in the middle to mm-hmm. get the highest score on your card. At least that's the way I played it. It was the <laughs> easiest way to play it. Oh, and it's, yeah, it still has the, uh, the instructions on the inside cover. Nice. I always liked it when they put the instructions on the actual inside cover of the box versus having them, you know, on paper, paper. Yeah. That you could lose. And some games were a little more difficult for that to happen. You had to have separate instructions, but I remember having this one as a kid. I think I actually picked this one up on eBay. I think it's the actual one that I had as a kid, but I remember having that and I don't know if it was me or one of my friends had the Pac-Man board game that you played with marbles. You had you it. Had, was it I me? I you had okay. it. Okay. It might have been me because you would go along the board, you'd move your little Pac-Man, and you'd chomp the marbles as you make your way across the board. I can't remember all the rules to it, but those two were, were pretty big up there. I, I did like playing those. I'll let you throw one out there now. This is what Jason was talking about. This is the marble board game uh, Mm -hmm. for Pac-Man. And I remember, I I swear it was you that did this, but yeah, I remember you'd have to gobble it up and, you know, I don't know. I can't remember the rules. I don't remember how the ghosts moved, but, uh, but yeah, it was a pretty cool game. What I, what I remember of it anyway. Yeah. There was a lot of video games that had their own board games back then in the eighties. That's what you said. It was on a you you came across. It's been a few podcasts ago, but you you said that there was a like a Wikipedia or a, or a, rather an IMDb style. For yeah, I think it's the is it is it Board Game Geek or something like that. Anyway, I've sifted through there a few times, and I found like Centipede. I think Frogger. Um, trying to remember. What else? It was mainly like the Atari games, I think, but they had a board game version of it. So when you got sick of playing it on the screen or got frustrated, you <laughs> take out your frustration on <laughs> one of your friends. Right. <laughs> one of the ones I remember is uh, I had this. I don't know. I don't have it now, but I grew up with uh, one called Torpedo Run. Uh, I've since lost it. It was kind of along the lines of, I'll call it a battleship on steroids. <laughs> so you had like a submarine and a couple battleships, and you could somehow launch these little red or orange discs. But I don't remember the, how it played out. I love this game like to bits. I would just play this like by myself. Torpedo Run. I yeah. kind of remember that. Here's a sketch of it. How you oh, yes. It yes. But yeah, I had this. Uh, like I said, I don't know whatever happened to it, but uh, I'm sure it's one of those that's long gone since we've moved out of Dory Street. <laughs> that was the first area I lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else do you got? I've got... Now, this was one talking about playing games by yourself 
and just playing around with them. This was a perfect one for me. This one is Bigfoot. Yes. Board game. I don't know if you remember playing this with me or not. I don't think I ever played that with you, but I know you showed it to me. That was it. This was so cool because somehow I got lucky and I don't know where the other one went. Oh, shoot. I don't even have the trucks in here. Oops. Or the cards. Crap. I was going to show them all off. I actually got <laughs> two two boards with my game. So here's oh, the board. Very nice. Yeah. It, so I could put them like back to back, and then you had all these fun little roads here. And you it came with these real small Bigfoot trucks. They were about half the size of like a Hot Wheels. And then you got all of these cool like cards one side and they're all color coded. So you had like, I think it was red, white or red, blue, green, yellow. I probably got these in a separate little thing. So I couldn't, didn't lose them all. Um, you know, here, well, the trucks are on the front here. That's what they look like. And during the game, you could actually move this little lever to like two wheel drive to four wheel drive. So you could <laughs> essentially drive off the, road onto the like mud to go after one of your buddy's cars and the cards themselves had pictures of there was like a lambo there was a corvette might have been a trans am trying to remember on one side of the card it looked like a brand new car and then you flipped it over and it was crushed so you placed your cars all along the board and then you had your Bigfoot truck and you rolled the dice and you tried to get and smash everybody's car. And once you, they smashed all four of your cars, you were like out. So <laughs> it was a fun game. Uh, and like I said, with having those two boards that I got with it, you put them back to back and you could even, you know, play with your hot wheels on there. It wasn't uh it was a little small, but it was still fun. And, Oh, man, I loved that one as a kid. I wish I had the cards with it. I'll have to dig those out. I know I got them. But what's the next one for you? One of my favorite games, and it only took about five minutes to play, really, was the Dukes of Hazard board game. <laughs> Actually, this one looks like it's a Spanish version or some other version. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, you had these little roadblocks. Uh, I think that was like your, I can't remember the rules. I should remember. I just played it not too long ago, (laughs) but basically there's a card or you can set these roadblocks up to delay your opponent. You had two courses. You could take the highway, which you were allowed to roll two dice for that, or you took the dirt road, which was one dice. And, but you had all these shortcuts, like you could jump over the creek. Um, you could get these cards and all types of stuff. There's it has a county jail. Here's cooters. <laughs> There's the boar's nest up here. And then you, you basically race to home. You're racing for the farm. So, uh, like I said, it takes all of five minutes to play. It's, it's a real quick game unless someone really is clever and does the roadblocks and all that. And you might go 10 minutes, but it's <laughs> one of my favorites. I lost this game growing up. I had the, you know, original bot probably for Christmas or something lost it. I was at my first duty assignment 
walking through whatever the mall was near O'Fallon, Illinois. There's a mall up there somewhere. Walking through, and it's, of course, one of these, you know, middle vendors. that Just sitting out, you know, just like the calendars or, or jewelry or whatever you see in the middle. And I just, I literally just glossed by it because I don't, I don't pay no mind to the guys in the middle. And I'm like, wait, I think I just saw Dukes. I turned over. Sure enough, I'm like, dude, I got to get this. Ten bucks. And nice. This, this was like in 98, somewhere around there, 98, 99. Like, yeah, I got to get this because I've lost mine. And I've I've had it ever since. It's still in my stash. Um, like I said, I've pulled it out. I mean, I, I don't have the games nearby, but this is one of two cabinets full of games. So you can see... The combo, checkers, chess, backgammon, trouble, several Monopoly games down the list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Dukes of Hazard game right there. An Uno tucked over here. There's a memory game. This is shoots and ladders. There's another shoots and ladders. My wife keeps saying well, we don't she can never remember if we have shoots and ladders. We have like three. <laughs> uh, clue, sorry. Surfing slides. Um, oh, it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Scrabble, Life, Payday, another Monopoly, another Monopoly, Jenga, and of course my Dukes of Hazard deck of cards right there. I see Skippo at the bottom too. Yes, that's another. Where's the arrow? Skippo, oh, okay. Dominoes, Memory Game, Twister, which I don't think I've ever played. <laughs> um, and just recently, the last two years, I bought the Settlers of Catan. Set. Yeah, that's, that's a great adi- game. Oh, that's an addictive game. I love it. I don't have any People, friends uh, around to play it. Otherwise, I'd be I probably would be divorced by now because I love it that much. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh two or three friends that will come over with their wives every once in a while, and we'll bust it out. And they usually tell me not to play because, like, the last I don't know, probably three or four times we played, I've won. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it because there's so many different ways to win. It's not a, it, it's just a unique game. All right. Yeah. Well, um, here is one. I know you'll remember because I believe it's yours. It is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Hotels. Yeah. We played this quite a bit. Um, um, so I, much that you duct taped it together. It's needed some tape over the years. Yes. Oh my god! I, all the pieces are still here. I've made sure to keep everything, and me and the boys have played some over the years too. But this game was so much fun. It was like, like you say, Monopoly on steroids. It kind of was because you I mean you had all these wonderful buildings that you can, uh, you know, the boomerang you make your way. Oh, yeah, this one was always the the most expensive. The President, yep. Uh, I remember mostly Waikiki, Taj Mahal. I think this one's the Royale. Yeah. Yep. And the Fujiyama. Yeah, the Fujiyama. <laughs> so, and you got all of the little uh, little steps. Yeah, all the uh, facilities. I think is what they were called in there. Oh and yeah, the pool, pool and stuff. And then, yeah, you've got all these little entrances to your hotel. I don't know if I the money and you got the limo cars, but I came across. It's been a few years ago. I came across one of those entrances. 
Oh, really? I can't remember if I gave it to you or if I still have it in one of my zillion boxes. Well, this I this game you had the uh, at least the setup instructions. And yeah. Sometimes they put the cardboard insert inside these games, and then put all the stuff underneath it. So that was kind of cool about this. I don't think. Oh yes, it does. This is a huge box, so there yeah. was room for the instructions on the inside of the box. Yeah, we uh, played many uh, hotels back in the day. Yeah, and that was not a short game. I mean, that would take forever because, uh, you know, it got to the point where, just like Monopoly, where you want to try to bankrupt the other person, <laughs> and that's kind of the end of the game, you know. Right. Versus just trying to build everything. But, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hotels. Hotels was great, and we spent plenty an hour playing that back in the day. <laughs> Love the hotels. What else you got? Oh, I'm trying to think which way to go because I have I wrote down so many. Well, we can talk about some that we played. Yes, that's what I was just getting ready to think of. Like we said before, we played many, many, many multiple games of Spit. So for those that may or may not know how this game rolls, you have, it's been some time, I think. <laughs> I think if you if I remember it, you have had five cards. You got four cards ar- across. You had five cards at the There's end. A deck of cards, yeah. And then you had two in the middle. You kept turned over. Then you divvied up the rest between the two. In front of you, you could have four faced up. Right. And then you and, you and the, your opponent sat on the other two. And you go basically one, two, three, and you flip those two center ones. And it was a mad dash. You could go up or down the scale. So two, three, four, you know, three, two, one, or or ace, whatever it was. But if you got onto a hold, you flip the outer two cards, those that stack of five on each end, you could stack and, you know, keep going if you needed to. But the reason it's called spit and other versions are the four-letter version of that is if you had two deuces, the first one that said spit, the other one was the one that got the pile of that. So yeah. that's why the, the other name was also predominant. Um, <laughs> uh, it was kind of like, it was kind of like skip bow, like a battle version of skip bow. Almost. Yeah, I could say. And that. it, it got intense, man. I remember there were some games that, you know, when you, <laughs> When you say spit and you have to take all those cards, you're like, oh my God, I just, you know, you get them several times in a row. It's, uh, it gets very frustrating. <laughs> so here is, I just found a photo. It's a YouTube. Someone played this on YouTube. Oh, nice. Uh, well, they have five cards. We played four, but you had the deck of cards in your hand or just elsewhere. And this was your, you know, this was your pull from pile. So you'd, it was a very fast pace because you know you're trying to get done first, so you'd be having like maybe four cards or like this one has five, but you might have two cards open. You have to keep in your mind you got to keep flipping more cards out while you're still, you know, making your moves here and right. still being attentive to go yell and spit. So you're not the one handed with 30 cards so it was <laughs> hilarious we would do this all oh, dude many many times we talked about how we did the uh got the popcorn chicken from kfc the original in the five dollar box that jason described and we get the hot sauce and we would just go to town on this game for 
it seemed like hours yeah. while Three Stooges was playing in the background. <laughs> Drinking Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that was the best game, I swear. That's all we did. Every now and then, he and I would pick, uh, pull out the, his penny jar and we would do poker every now and then. We bring your penny jar out, and that was our basically our ante. And of course, yeah. no one got any money, but it was just for tokens or something just to play with. But uh, right. yeah, Spit was probably the top game that we went for whenever we hung out. <laughs> yeah, probably 1B is Mileborn. Yes. And that game, that was very unique because I had never seen it up until. Probably I knew you and was over at your house and we started playing it. And I have found, I do have a, uh, a deck of those uh, in my stash somewhere that I found. I, it might've been at Toys R Us, but it was a very unique game. It was kind of a uh, akin to Skippo or something, but it was all about cars and you would be trying to get a certain amount of miles. That was like your points. And you would have uh, a, a green light so you could accumulate your miles. But you also had like these uh, cards that would uh, either give you a red light or an accident or a flat tire or out of gas. And you had these other cards that were like your repairs. You had like your repairs for an accident, your uh, fuel for running out of gas, a spare tire. And then you had these cards that were, they would uh, help you to prevent them even putting an accident on your car. It was like, uh, uh, what was it? Driving ace and puncture proof and right of way and extra tank or something like that. So they couldn't even put those, like the out of gas card on your pile. But it was like a back and forth type game and, uh, it was fun because you're trying to keep moving with your pile of, of stuff and accumulating your miles. And then you're trying to prevent your person you're playing with from getting their mileage. And it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was different. It was uh, something unique. And wh- where did you say you somebody uh, got it to you as a present or something? I don't know how we got it. And I'm putting it on the screen share. So you see this, this was the original set at least the one i had it had the green discard and pull from card Mm -hmm. area this is long gone i don't know where it is ended up but this is the box i used to have these are the cards jason was alluding to so you'd have your mile marker points this was your score so you went the goal was to go the first one to get to a 700 miles one but there was a catch where you could play to a thousand we defaulted and just played to a thousand because it was fun. Right. You could only have throw down two, two hundred points. That was the max. That was one of the rules. Like Jason said, this is the driving ace. So anybody that gets an accident card, they can't throw it on you because you're the driving ace. You're you're impervious to uh, any wrecks. The same with gas. You know, you can't run out of gas now if you throw down this. But you had, it was all about car stuff. So you'd have, you know, your your speed limit of 50 right that was that was interesting too when you get a speed limit yep and then you'd have to get the end of limit your speed limit i'm sorry was you know you restricted to 25 or 50 that's the only card you could throw down there was your stoplight there was a go light 
to before you could even go, you had to have a green light. And you could sit there like five, six, seven rounds before you finally get a green light, which was the terrible part because you you got the other your opponent's already three hundred points ahead of you and you know, you're still waiting for a green light to right. pop yeah, up. That was frustrating. But I learned of it again through a family member. They had it and we ended up getting it uh at one point. And then like I said, we lost it. So if you remember some of our podcasts ago, we talked about, we took this, one of our field trips, or well, not a field trip. We went on this mission. It was right after high school. We were graduated and we're like, man, you remember this game, Mileborn? Yeah, let's do this. So we just did like a road trip. And we went from, I think we ended up going to State College first. Mm-hmm. Looked all over like hills and I think KB's Toy Stores was up there. And just looked all over. Could not find this thing. I don't know if it was the same day. I don't think it was the same day. But then we went to Altoona. Went to Toys R Us. Lo and behold, they have a newer, I'll call it version, of Mileborn. And that's the one I've had ever since. Uh, I I still have it. I still play it uh, from time to time. I have found it on app games. So I'll have that and I'll play it you know, from time to time. I remember finding uh, something on Windows, I think. I sent it to you, probably. But probably, back in the day that had it. Back when we were still using uh, Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, playing uh, pool and uh, Battleship. Battleship. And Scrabble, yeah, I think we played, we played once. Yeah, I think we did, did some Scrabble, too. So, yeah, yeah, Mileborn was a big one for us, too. Another one which I which you showed, which I still have too, that I usually don't play unless I'm with you, was Payday. Payday oh, was yes. another big one that we did. And I remember going, you know, <laughs> we would usually predetermine how many months we're gonna play on payday. Because if you remember the game, it's basically set up like a a month, 30 days, and there was different little things you could do along the way. You could get deals to earn money and you'd have to pay somebody for groceries or something. You know, it was, uh, it was fun. And then you get the mail. So you get like uh, your bills in the mail that you have to pay at the end of the month. And that was, uh, we would say, okay, we'll play six months. And then, you know, then we get down to it and you'd be ahead or something. All right, let's go another month. <laughs> and you, <laughs> Then you still be ahead. Let's go another month. <laughs> All right, you win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was another staple that we would play a lot of. And this is the version. I think this is actually they call it the classic edition. But this is the one we grew up with. I have the newer version now. But this is mm-hmm. what we would play. And like Jason said, we just go round and round through the. You, know, you get your sweepstakes. You roll the lottery, and just you just keep going, going, going. We put everything that was like like family casino night or whatever, we throw it in the jackpot. I think was what right. the rules were. But I think we did uh, a variation where we threw like a 500 in there from the bank as seed yeah. to kind of yeah. get something. Well, we did that too with like uh, Monopoly, right? So you put that's, that in the, the that's free what parking. I was ask later on if we made variations of I do remember, yeah, I do remember like throwing a 50 or a hundred or something in the free parking mm-hmm. just to, 
make sure there was always something in there when you landed there or like during payday when you rolled a six, I think it was when you got the yeah. jackpot. So you always wanted to make sure there was something in there whenever you you did that. At least, at least we did. <laughs> yeah. So what are some other ones we played? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think when we played phase 10 was one that we played. It was a little bit later on, but we started playing that quite a yeah, bit. That was, there was, that once, was probably when I was in high school. Cause I yeah, know dad loved that game. He did. And there was a one dumb moment that I did. Do you remember this? You probably mm-hmm. do. So I'm sitting there. I'm down to like last two cards and your dad has to pick. Or no, no, I have to pick. I have to pick from your dad. And he's, I don't have any cards here. Your dad's holding the cards, right? And I do the dumb stunt of going, closing my eyes, <laughs> reaching for it. And he moves it to where whatever one it was. And I picked up, you know, the dang wrong card. So. <laughs> yeah, he he was a trickster. Well, he was, you know, I'm just being the naive kid going, I don't want to pick it. I don't want to pick it. Oh, I can't look. And he did it anyway. So, uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a fun game. Uh, it was addictive too. Mm-hmm. How about you? What's another yeah. one you can come up with? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was around the early nineties, high school times. I remember when he was over there up the industrial park there where he mm-hmm. lived for a while. We would play phase 10 there. We would play Jenga. Yes. Played On a that lot wobbly of table of your dad. Man, I hated that thing. <laughs> you didn't Still dare that breathe. Table. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was big during that time. Uh, there was one called... Oh, it had to do with like uh, motions and stuff. It was like a... It was like the the movie director's cut, you know, uh, I don't know what you call the thing, but it had cards that was up here, and you'd have to act something out and grab the card before it dropped down in. Um, can't remember the name of that. It'll come to me here soon. I remember playing that one. Hmm. I don't know if you were ever no, I don't remember that playing one. that one or not. Can't remember, though. I know one that we played i would say off and on not on a consistent basis but we played it nonetheless uh, and that was the classic uno yes i love me some uno Uno. oh yeah still play it we've got uh we've got multiple decks of that it's funny like i noticed this a while ago i think i even posted it up on instagram so we have a classic kind of deck with the black back you know and the uh uh, just the normal kind of setup. We've got one that's uh, a Disney Cars version with mm-hmm. Lightning McQueen and all them on the cards. And then we got another deck somewhere, uh, a newer deck. Well, they trim the cards. The uh, the colors bleed to the edge of the cards. They're not. Uh, they don't have a border like the old right. version does. So when you set the cards down, the deck down on the table, you see you can them actually all. see a rainbow of colors on the on the side. So you can almost predict what you're going to get next by looking at the deck. I'm like, who who came up with this? Who someone who tried got to rid cut of the costs. border? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Or I I don't I don't know. I don't understand why they would make that change. But at the same time, it was weird just kind of seeing that and be, you know being around my dad all these years, you're like, Oh, there's an edge. (laughs) 
to cheat somebody. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we played, I, I was going to say we played a, a pretty good deal of Uno. It was kind of, I don't know, playing with two players is always kind of difficult for me because then you got to figure out what to do with the draw twos yeah. and what to do with the skips and the reverses. I mean, those are just basically like another number. But some people play where you get a draw two, that person loses a turn, and you go again. So right. it's like you play a draw two. Well, you play a draw two. You play a draw two. If you get those many in your hand, you could like <laughs> pile on some cards on somebody and, and just kind of keep going. Which we've done. <laughs> yeah, same way with the skips. So you have to figure out you know, how to, how to adjust the rules a little bit to make it a little bit more fun with two players and – yeah, you got to draw two cards, but maybe you don't skip that person's turn, you know. Right. I remember coming up with some stuff like that just to to make it more fun for two people. But, yeah, Uno, we still play that. Uh, all of us will play it. Yeah. Even Gigi, she just learned how to play it, I think, just a few months ago. Nice. But, of course, she has to lay her cards all down on the table. <laughs> Tell her what gotta, you want to play. We're just, yeah, she's learning, and we're trying to help her, and... <laughs> Anyway, one that we got to talk about before we get out of here that our mutual friend had that we are, I think, both going to be receiving in November. Yeah, hopefully (laughs) next month. And that is Fireball Island. Oh, my gosh. I love Fireball Island. And I've been what have you been getting the updates? Have you been seeing them all the time? And you see, like the last one they sent, or one of the ones they just sent was uh, wherever this game is getting made. It's somewhere overseas. They showed the uh, like the printing press for the uh, board, and then they showed how these marbles are made. There was on this machine, like spitting out these bright orange little <laughs> orbs. Yeah, and those were the you know creating the marbles, and then they had this thing that pushed up that made the mold for the 3d board. And, Oh man, I've just been getting so excited to be seeing these updates and I'm like, Oh, I just can't wait to get this game. And I remember having that kind of feeling when we would, would go over to his house and we would uh, decide to play or get it out. And it just has this aura about it, you know, oh, I don't yes. know what it is. It's just, it's almost like watching a movie or something. <laughs> well, I think the obsession was, you know, this, uh, like you say, it's a 3D game. So it sits up, if I remember right, a fair amount. I'd say maybe six, eight inches off the table itself before you even get your little the dude that's at the, right. you know, the idol or whatever he is up on the top. And then you can go down, if I remember right, three or four different passageways. It might be the way it's led, but I think you have four or five options. And then all those routes is where the fireballs can come down. Right, so right. it might miss you. Or it might hit you. You don't know. Or it might tick you if you're standing on the bridge. It might knock you off the bridge. Right. So I think it was the dynamic of it was the chance that you might be going the right path and you could avoid all the fireballs or you're not or you're going to be plus the, like I said, like I said, the 3D that it's not the 2D. It's not a card. It's not a little game piece going left right or a circle or whatever right it was the fact that you could climb uh you could turn the the dude's mouth wherever you need to launch the fireball 
to me, that's what made it so impressive and uh, only an, almost an obsession because we were looking for how many years we really didn't put two and two together and in, in, in a sense that, hey, we missed Fireball Island. And it was like RetroCon when it finally hit us like, oh, man, we haven't seen this. Man, maybe we should start looking for one. And right. I would periodically go on Craigslist and I would actually go up and down the East Coast to find one. And if I found one, it was three or four hundred dollars, and it would say not complete or almost almost complete or missing whatever. Four hundred dollars for a game? You're insane! You know that's how what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm not paying for it. Then you go to RetroCon, they're like, oh yeah, there's people making out of the 3D printer just a couple pieces to get them by to to sell the game or just to get the piece made that they lost, you know, right. at grandma's house, whatever. Yeah. So it was. Now we have it. Someone, I wish we would have thought that stupid thing through and just did it and had our own. Could have made a mint. <laughs> These guys right. are. Yeah, that was just. Uh, There's something about that game that just was fun. The, the commercials were great too, you know, and got you excited to play it. And oh man, it was one of. Those, and it, again, it was. I don't know how much it cost back in the day. It wasn't cheap. No, but. You know, the fact that neither one of us had it and he did. So, you, you know, you're trying to subtly hint what you want to do when you come over. Oh, I wanna, how about Fireball Island? Okay. You know, <laughs> in the meantime, you're like screaming your head, just get the game out. Come on, let's set it up. We want to play. But, that was, uh, it. It, was a, it was a mad dash to, <laughs> to find it. Um, but yeah, there was jewels. I forgot there was jewels for this. Uh, and all types of stuff, but yeah, it was well, it was an expensive game nonetheless. Yeah, let's go on to your final question here. I, I kind of like this. Were there any games that you didn't play, or perhaps you wanted to, or didn't even know that they existed? Kind of in that that mindset of were there some that you play or you didn't want even you know you saw it you didn't want to play it. Or maybe there were some games that you wanted to play, never got a chance to. Yeah, along that that scheme of thought. I'll I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Oh me, okay. Uh, one of them, I always saw commercials for this, and it always looked complex. So that's what kept me away from it for a long time. Was Risk, because you hear people talking about it. You heard, saw commercials for it, but yeah. I never really figured it out. Uh, it wasn't until my my adult years that a couple people explained it to me. I'm like, man, now I wish I would have played it. I just still yeah. still haven't played it, but I'd like to now. Yeah, I didn't have much experience with that one either. I do remember one of the last nights in our house in Georgia before we moved here, we had a bunch of friends over, and they brought over the Lord of the Rings edition of <laughs> Risk. So you had like the Shire and all of the different areas, the, the, uh, elf, uh, Rivendell, oh. um, you know, you had Mordor, you had all of these other places on the map. So it wasn't like, you know, the normal risk. And we played that. That was probably one of the few times that I've actually sat down and played risk with a bunch of people, at least, you know, like two or three other people. And, that was really fun. Uh, but it, yeah, it was like one of those games that I just never, never really got into either. 
another one would be like you wrote down here, Mousetrap. Uh, I never had Mousetrap. I remember playing it. Maybe it, did you have it at your house? No, no I wanted to play it too. <laughs> Still haven't Some, played it. Uh, I can't remember who had it, but it seemed like it took forever to set the thing up and it never worked right, you know, so you had to kind of help it to move it along. I actually bought one at a thrift store for a dollar. It was an older version, I think, because it was the like the rectangular box. I've got it around here somewhere, I think, still. And it had all the pieces. And I, you know, we finally set it up and we were just messing around with it mainly. We didn't really play the game to build the actual trap and all the pieces, you know. We just wanted to make sure it worked and stuff. And I was like, man, this is just kind of I don't know. <laughs> I remember at the end too, there's like a place where you're, the mouse is kind of going around, going around, going around. And then you finally, you know, try to catch it. But it all, again, it was all dependent on how the trap was set up to work to see yeah. if it actually worked. Got you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It just never was one that I, I really enjoyed. Okay. One I came up with, I think our mutual friend had classic concentration. I vaguely remember playing it, mm -hmm. but I wanted to get it because I watched the TV show. So I wanted to get it and never did. That was one that I was thinking of. And the same with wheel of the fortune. I, uh, I never did actually play that one, but uh, kind of thought it would be kind of cool to play. Yeah. I can't, I'm trying to remember who had wheel of fortune. Uh, was the one I was just going to say. Oh, Operation. I hated Operation. Oh, I still yes. do. It was just so nerve-wracking, and I could <laughs> never... I don't know which one it was, the the knee or the the one that was really skinny. You're trying to get that thing in there and buzz you out. We, I remember even buying one. It was when my oldest boy was smaller. It was like the Toy Story version. I think it was maybe Buzz Lightyear. That was the character, and you're pulling stuff out of him. Yeah. But uh, I, even then, I was like, "Man, this sucks." <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to play. Well, you know, game. equally, I mean, I played this. I like I said, I had two versions of it, but Perfection was kind of equally the same thing because you're trying to put all those pieces back together before the thing scares the bejesus out of you because you're, you know, it sprays <laughs> right. at you. Right. Right. Oh, I just thought of one. I used to play with uh, my buddy Kurt was uh, i think it's called mastermind and it was this uh was with this these uh pegs or maybe it was mar no it wasn't marbles anyway you had a, a little thing that was hidden and it, it was like a little color pattern that you would put and i don't know how many colors there were total maybe four or five but they would have like 10 chances to guess your color pattern and based on the, the colors that they put down, you would say, all right, this is in the right position. And you've also got another correct color, but it's out of position, you know. And they're trying to find the pattern that you have hidden. We used to play that a lot. Never played that. And it just never popped up on screen share, one of the pictures here. But there I it never is. Yep. played it. I guess I was never curious. I've seen it, passed it by, but that was it. Never, never passed by. Yeah. That, we played a lot of it, but I don't remember winning it a lot. 
I'm sure it's kind of aggravating because you're like, man, what is it? Which combo? Yeah, and then you well, and it's like one of those games. I hate the games where the process or whatever gets interrupted by people trying to figure something out. So you're trying to figure out this pattern. You're trying to look back at what is going through, and maybe that's why we we played it a lot because it just took forever to get through a game, you know, because you're trying to see what pattern you already did. And you're like, Oh, all right, let me try this one. You're kind of racking your brain over it. And it just never, I don't know, never seemed to work out. Oh, I see another one on here. I didn't like, which one's that? And I, I don't know why I, I remember having like a CD ROM version of it. That was fun. And maybe it's because you just didn't have to, deal with all the cards and little pieces and stuff. And that was life. Oh, I love life. I just, I don't know what it was about the board game itself. Cause you got to put the little kids in the car and then you got to have the tiles and, you know, uh, changing jobs and all that crap. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like it took forever to, to play, get through a game. It was a lot easier when you're looking at a computer screen and it does everything for you. Right. Well, we, um, I remember trying to get you to play a game of that on the computer because I had bought in the CD ROM. Mm-hmm. And I remember us having to fight with like all the, um, the internet trying to get it to work. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think that really rounds it out for me. Yeah, uh, I think it does for me too. Uh, well, as I, kind of alluded to at the beginning of uh the podcast this i'm getting outside the ones we didn't like Uh, i'm just kind of going back through the list here but crossfire i remember our mutual friend having crossfire Mm -hmm. that really wasn't a board game per se it's more like one of those tabletop games where you're shooting the marble and that was just fun you know because you're shooting those marbles trying to get those little uh pieces in the middle that were different shapes, you know, over to your other, this, the other side of the board, basically. Right. It was almost like foosball with like marbles. Yeah. And it was, it was just fun. And the commercials, you know, were, were great too. Got you kind of excited to, to try the game. And it just seemed like it was something out of like a, like an arcade or something that you would play. And, it was it was fun. I remember playing that one a lot over at his house. I know there's an honorable mention I did want to mention. Um, uh-huh. Again, it's for regional, like anything else, uh, any other area. But we had the uh, Clearfield Monopoly back mm-hmm. in the day, and I, I want to say it was one of those Clearfield County Fairs exclusives. Um, oh really? And it was you know local merchants you know put their donation into it and that's how they were rated for position lack of a better term position on the board i remember like the local uh mcdonald's was on it i want to say old town road dairy was on it but don't quote me little things like that were on it but i cannot find this thing to to save my life i have a second version i'll call it of the clearfield game i bought it in around the 2000s early 2000s i bought it but it's like a stock market style game. It's not like Monopoly, like you and I would think. It's like, mm-hmm. and there's four different versions. Basically, you're you know beginner to experienced level, where you're trading and 
getting bonds and all types of stuff. It was, I couldn't get it past the first, you know, the easy. So I kind of, <laughs> I have it, but I don't use it. I don't play it. But because of that, there are, this came out last year. St. Mary's Opoly. Oh my gosh. Has come out and they're taking orders for Dubois Opoly. <laughs> supposed to come out in December. Yeah. So um, I don't know. What imagine this is pretty much of. every every city, every town, every thing you can pretty much think of has become Monopoly at some pretty point. Pretty much, yeah. But I thought it was neat, you know, unique that we had one. Um, mm. Like I said, the Clifford one, the original Clifford one was kind of cool. Because, it, you know, you saw all the original stuff. But, like, I can't even find it on Google. So it's obviously one of those long forgotten entities. Gotcha. gotcha. So that leads us okay. to what's next for our ideas. Right. And then I believe it's your turn. So do you have something on the brain that uh, you might want to talk about the next time? I got two on my mind. Okay. I've been itching to do the phone battles. I think that'd be, end up being a very short one. But I've been itching to do that. And another one that just popped up is childhood foods. foods. So I remember growing up with... And I'm talking like anything, uh, you know, you talked about your cheese and chili filled hot dogs back in the day, <laughs> yes. you know, back in the day when we looked for the can of SpaghettiOs, stuff like that. You know, that was my idea with, with childhood foods, what you remember, Tostitos or whatever. Gotcha. Snacks and just anything. Yeah. Fast food or just pretty it, much anything. Pretty much anything that was that was you remember growing up as a child, you know, growing up that probably most Americans would go for. Like I said, the you know spaghettios and whatever mm -hmm. else, but some some that might we might find unique. Like me, I liked what was called mountain pies, which were just nothing more than pizza and a grilled cheese or grilled sandwich type of thing. But we cooked them on a campfire versus you know just yeah. throw, you know make a making a grilled cheese sandwich on the frying pan or something. Well, I can think of like, I can think of like cereals. Yeah, oh yeah. Of, yeah, just stuff, uh, I don't know, stuff of the era. Like, well, like you said, you know, back in the 80s, childhood, what we flocked to when we were at the grocery store, begged our parents for. So, yeah, I'd be up for that one. That sounds like we'll, we'll do the childhood foods. Cool, cool. <laughs> And we'll figure out maybe uh, I need to think about the phone battles a little bit more and see how we could kind of stretch that out into some more stories that we well, can I can tell. think of one story. We've already told it, but I tell it again. Yeah, I think I can think of a couple. So <laughs> we'll we'll figure we'll figure that one out, how we can set it up and, and get that one on the future list. I'd like a plan. Okay. Well take us on out of here. All righty. So once again, we want to thank you for tuning in to Memory Jogger. And we look forward to your comments on Rediscover the 80s and our social media platforms. Now that we've run ourselves ragged and spit while hitting payday, we crazy ate ourselves as we pass go and avoid popping into trouble. You know, you want to play life as we continue to run down a dream on Memory Jogger.
This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast.